Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of Duckies and Darkens. Hope you're all having an absolutely stellar week at this point. Welcome to spooky season, everybody. It's October, and I'm slowly, slowly losing my mind at how quickly 2021 has just completely flown by all of our heads. And uh, just a little PSA before we get into tonight's session. Uh, the as of the time of this uploading, uh, Friday 15th of October, there will be no upload on Friday the 22nd because we are recording our Halloween special on the 21st. Yes, we're doing it a little bit early, but that's because you know I'm just too excited to kill, I mean, test my players. Uh, this spe this Halloween special is the first holiday special that I've ever done for. A TTRPG campaign, and I am so looking forward to it. Uh, I've pulled out quite a lot of stops, and I have even spoken to several, several DMs and asked them what they think in terms of what I have in store for our players. And the the opinions have been rather interesting. Some have called me cruel, some have called me imaginative, and some have called me sadistic. So uh, I am, I am cackling internally at the thought of uh, getting my plans to unfold. But before we can get there, we have to get through tonight's session. So let us have a very brief recap with what is going on in Vardor. Last week, our Valiant players continued their journey through the City of Darktoe. Uh, accompanied by Vieris, one of the Dark King's lieutenants, in rooting out locations that were either known to be or believed to be uh, held by members of the rival faction known as the Cross. Last week's episode saw our players adventuring into the outskirts of the city, where they stumbled across a cave network that was reasonably well manned by members of the cross this is definitely the most members of the faction that they have come across in one singular uh scenario they delve deep into the the caves traversing all three or all oh yeah all three sections i'll class the uh the entranceway as a section as well only to find that not only did vieris have some sort of hidden agenda by way of announcing that he was here to make a trade with Captain Dashilla, the seemingly head of the, the Cross. But the Cross also have connections to Lucinda Grohl, the exposed lawmaster of Valorondir, who our players know was somewhere in Darktoe and have been hunting since uh, I think it was roughly episode five of this campaign when they uh, when they set out trying to hunt her down, Dashilla mentioned very vaguely and very briefly that Lucinda Grohl was taken from them and that they were waiting for their their lawmaster to return. So before we get into tonight's content let's check in with our players because 
as you can probably tell from last week's episode, Zaris in particular was left feeling ever so slightly, how do I put this delicately, pissed off with the way that things ended. And I'm not saying that I did, I, I, you know, steered the session in order to piss him off. Uh, I would never do that to him because as a DM, he's never done that to me. So mutual respect between DMs. So my wonderful, wonderful friends, how are all three of you this evening? Uh, answer the man. Well, um, I it's guess a I'm alright. Don't answer him. Don't answer him. It's a trap, Zaris. It's a trap. Do not answer him. Okay. Well. No, I'm. I'm, I, I'm genuinely. I'm genuinely asking how you guys are today. There's no hidden agenda here. I'm Don't worry. Generally saying it's a trap. <laughs> uh, for those of you wondering why, uh, Rob, who plays Alara, is not being as loud and obnoxious as he normally is. Rob's feeling ever so slightly under the weather, and we greatly appreciate him sticking it out for tonight's session. Um, I'll accept Casher card. It just means it, it just means that he's not going to be blowing your eardrums out this week. Maybe next week during the Hall Halloween special, but we'll just have to wait and find out. So, yeah. Anon, <laughs> how are you, my darling? You know exactly how I am. Pissed off. At the world. Oh yeah, at the world. I think we all are at this point in time, aren't we? Ooh. Yep. Getting pissed off with uh, just absolute knobheads who think that pumpkin spice lattes are a personality trait. By the way, if you're one of these people that goes out and deliberately buys a pumpkin spice latte and thinks that that is the end-all and be-all of this time of year, you really need to take a really hard look in the mirror. Just I saying. Actually, I actually don't like pumpkin in general. So. Hey, there's another one of us on this planet that doesn't like pumpkin at all. Thank you, Tony. It, it just has a weird taste. I, like, I've never actually enjoyed the taste of pumpkin. Like pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice. I just, I, <laughs> I don't like the taste of it. it just. <gasps> Okay. Well, wow. that's why we like carving pumpkins because we like to beat up the little fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take your brains out and I'm gonna do stuff with. Well, I, I, I'm gonna set fire to your insides. Yeah, slowly and with a very tiny flame. And Didn't realize it was Dark Souls. She's talking about jack o' lanterns, Rob. I know I was mentioning something different. Uh -huh. You're no fun. Uh huh. Okay. You're no fun, man. Speaking of which, I almost got the opportunity to use a uh, a pumpkin, rather large pumpkin, as a bowling ball last night at work. So that was rather fun. <laughs> anyway, before we get completely derailed, before we even start the session, <laughs> derailed. <laughs> 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 Tony, that would involve you being railed in the first place. Rude. <laughs> Come on. Rob, no. You've, you've used that joke way too many times. Okay, seriously though, before we get completely sidetracked and this just turns into a talking head episode, you guys are situated in the 
larger cavern of this cave network. Uh, Captain Dashilla has begun making her way over towards what looks to be more like the, the communal area. There's a small campfire going. Uh, there's several members of her crew gathered around just sort of resting themselves before they get their next assignment. Uh, Dashilla makes it roughly 25-30 feet away from you before she turns ahead and goes, Oh, come on now. I'm true to my word. Not going to harm you. Why don't you come and take a seat and warm yourselves by the fire? And with that, she goes and joins the members of her crew that are sitting there, sits down cross-legged, and sort of leans herself up against the, leans her back up against the, a, a small log that is sitting on the, on the cold, uh, damp earth beneath her. Anything? Bellera says nothing. Are you doing anything, though? I'll go cautiously sit near the fire. Okay, the fire is over here in the yeah. north. Yeah, for the listeners Stop. at home, it's in the northwest, uh, the northwest sector of this open floor plan area that they've got going. So do me a favor, lay it out exactly where they're sitting first so okay. that I get a get, okay. get like a brief layout as to where everybody's at and then I'll describe where I'm going. Cuz okay, this, for, for this guy this guy is he's closer to the the makeshift bed than he looks but because of roll 20 and it's snapping uh, it's a little difficult. Um, yeah. I'll say that aside from Vieris having to shift over to here, that's as accurate as I can get it. Okay, Cap so... Captain DeShilla, however, is here. Okay, so... If that's the case, I'm going to be about there. Okay. So I'm going to be like across from her. Okay. But but close enough to him to where I can watch him and watch her and kind of keep an eye on the two of them in the case of like if he does something, I can hit him and attack him. If she does something, I can do the same to her. Okay. Anon, how are you approaching the situation? Uh, she hobbles up because she's still kind of half on the riverbed. And she kind of hobbles along. She's going to then collapse on the edge of the bed. She's not going to fully collapse, she's just sitting, but it is a thump. Okay. Okay, good to know. Go ahead and move uh, your token to where... Uh, no, you're... Yeah, over there. Okay. Ilera, are you <laughs> joining your companions, or are you hanging back with the group that is currently where you are? I'm going to move to bay there i'm more standing in that bit so i can look at both sides what's happening okay smart move smart move 
You see Captain Dashilla uh, reach into the uh, the waistcoat that she is wearing. She pulls out a very a very tarnished, very scratched up and dented hip flask. You see her uncorking it and taking a couple of swigs before she passes it around the members of her crew. She plonks it, she puts it down on the on the ground in front of her, still uncorked. So you get this feeling that she's sitting here and she's planning on, you know, relaxing a little bit. She looks at Anon and Zaris before turning her head 90 degrees to her right and looking at Elaire and going, Well, you're not hostages per se in my company. Though I would love it if you would at least entertain the prospect of granting us some assurances. She looks to her crew and she gives them a gesture. Uh, and you, you watch as all of her crew begin to uh, unbuckle uh, whatever weapons that they have attached to their persons, whether it be short bows, long bows, swords, rapiers. You notice that a couple of them are beginning to unclip the, the holsters for several hand axes, and they're just gently placing them on the ground at their feet. She looks at the three of you and says, have I made your minds at ease a little bit more? Oh, come now. Uh, and then I'll I'll hold up my hand. I'll you'll hear me snap my finger, and then my staff desummons. That's a very interesting trick you have there. Now, we've shown you a show of good faith. Your tiefling friend here has also returned the favor. I would love it if you two ladies would also oblige us in at least de-securing your weapons. You can keep them on hand. You can keep them by your side. We're not going to remove them from your... your uh, from your inventory or from your your persons, you know, feel free to keep them. Just at least show us the comfort of a little bit of more passiveness. Elera doesn't say anything at this point, but she just sort of puts the rapier back, and it's gonna it's holster. Okay, and this doesn't say anything. Okay. Dishilla gives you a nod. She turns to you, Anon. And you... Anon will take out her bow and unclasps her rapier and puts him to the side, but only because she's going to lie down on the bed. You see Dishilla raise her head ever so slightly. Just after a couple seconds, lowers it again and goes, by all means, make yourself at home. No. Forgive me. We are, in the grand scheme of things, new to Darktoe. We, uh, we plan on making a home for ourselves once we sort out the power differences within the city. It seems that you can already tell that we have uh, certain misguided or, yeah, let's just call them disagreements with the current owners, as they like to refer to themselves of this city. We did intentionally seek out a peaceful 
discussion with Grask. However, it doesn't seem that negotiation is his forte. Vieris just coughs and says, Forgive me, Captain, but you have got the entirely wrong impression of Grask. Of Ulraz, on the other hand, you would be completely correct. Shilla shoots Vieris a leer and just goes, Until such time when I need your inputs, traitor, you will do well to keep your mouth shut in my presence. As for your friends, however, I'm interested. You all seemed to perk up when I mentioned that we were waiting for a very good friend of mine to be returned to me. I'm interested to see what you know of my good friend, Lawmaster Grohl. Is it business or pleasure that intrigues you? Business. Oh. Oh, do tell. Do you require her services just in the same manner as we do? She has a bounty on her head. Oh, you see, that's where things get a little bit difficult. You, you seem to be describing what can be construed as a conflict of interests. You see, we need Lucinda Grohl because she has ties to the capital. Ties which we are hoping to develop into... Oh, what do the rich folk call it? Um, I believe they call it a... a dummy business? Yes, let's call it a dummy business. You see, Lawmaster Grohl was in the process of securing us some paperwork that would provide us quote-unquote legitimate trade among the rich folk in Amdale. It seems that she was cut short when, I'm assuming you, were sent out to ascertain her location. I really couldn't give two donkey's asses as to why there is a bounty on her head. Those who work with official capacities in this world always tend to find themselves on the wrong end of a sword at some point. What I'm really interested in is how much it's going to cost you, looking at the three of you, in order to forget that she was ever here. Or what you will do for me if I was to, oh, I don't know, change my business plan. How about I make you a counteroffer? Oh, negotiation. Oh, okay. You are a bold one. What if I was to tell you that you hand me Lucinda Grohl and I hand you both king's heads on a spike? You instantly notice Vieris' attention turned towards you and his neck almost gives him whiplash. As you, as those words come out of your mouth. 
these two things are going to happen at the same time. So be conscious of that. So the first one is you notice that the Shilla is propping herself up. She's paying more attention to you. You see that through her body language. She's, she's more upright. She's still got her legs crossed, but she's ever so slightly leaning in towards you. Her right elbow propped up on her knee and she's resting her hand on her, her resting her head on her hand. She's got this almost like a, a half-cocked smile on her face. At the same time that that's happening, you hear Vieris's voice inside your head. It's not a lot, but it, all he says is, there's a plan. You need to trust me. This plan is to get rid of the cross once and for all. So that's what you see, and that's what you hear. How do you react? You there, Tony? I'm list. I'm. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Anon, what are you doing at this point? Whilst the uh, Zaris and Dashilla are having this conversation, I know you're lying on the. You're laid down on the bed, but is there anything that's going through your mind? Is there anything that you're thinking of? Yeah. Um, would I be able to have a look through these documents I picked up in the brothel? Of course, by all means. Okay. While she's doing that, here's my thing. He hasn't told me this plan. He's gone this entire time acting like that like he betrayed us for he tried to backstab us for one thing. Then he goes off and tells us that we need to trust him. And then tells us that he has a plan to get rid of the cross to then go in and trust the kings. So. I don't trust either group and he expect and he expects me to go along with this plan when I don't even know what the plan is. So. All I want is Lucinda Grohl. Okay. So here's my option here where I can have a 50-50 shot of getting Lucinda Grohl if I kill the Kings. I don't trust this guy. Okay. He ha- he okay. hasn't told me his plan. Okay. I, I don't session. know it. I have session. You were given the options of how much is it going to cost for you to forget that Lucinda Grohl is ever here or what would you guys have to do for Dashilla in order for Dashilla to rethink her business plan she didn't make any reference to you guys betraying the kings she didn't make any reference to the kings at all no but my counter offer for Lucinda Grohl because the whole reason we're here is for her is I go kill the kings. Because I can't leave this island without Lucinda Grohl. 
And I can't also leave this island because the fucking kings have a bounty on me for killing the fucking uh, bartender to begin with. So either way, I am personally fucked. So I don't have a choice. Okay. Either. Okay. So. Well, let's just see. Have, let's just see how this RPs out then, shall we? There's still there's still multiple ways that it can go. There are ways, don't you worry. So, so uh, either I, he tell either he tells me the plan right now, or I go through with this deal and tell this bitch that I'm going to go kill these kings. That's the two options. Period. That's what Zerus has in his mind right now. Okay. Before we go to that, I forgot to mention. Anon, since you're taking some time to go through these documents, would you please roll me an investigation check? I got 15. Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. So, Zaris, Dachilla looks at you contemplating your counteroffer. She goes from that very intrigued, very engaged body language to sitting back upright she seems a little surprised she looks at the members of her crew sort of taking in their reactions a couple of them are like expressly leaning in trying to suss out the tiefling who seems to think he can take down both of the dark kings she looks at her crew for a second before turning back to you and going don't get me wrong, my friend. I'm I'm not doubting your combat prowess. I'm just shocked that somebody would want to take away the glory of eliminating the kings just to get a law official. How's this for uh? How's this for a counter counter offer? I feel like we're countering each other. We're we're playing a game of uh, we're playing a fencing match here. Let's an intellectual sparring match, as to speak. How's about if Vieris's information holds to be a hundred percent true, and as true as it seems to be you give us 50 gold and we'll give you Lucinda Grohl that's it 50 gold well the main bulk of the the cost of Lucinda Grohl would come from Vieris' information being as accurate as it seems to be for every detail that seems to be out of place, and miswritten, and misinformed, the cost will go up. You're basically left sitting here now... Shit, hoping I'll, even, I'll even up the offer. If the information is invalid, I'll kill the bastard myself. You see Vieris bolt upright. He doesn't spring to his feet, but he's sort of... He's gone from very much leaning back, sort of thinking that things are calm now, to, oh shit, my, my life is now I'll, on the line. I'll, 
I'll leave here. I'll even up the offer even more. For every ounce of information that is invalid, I'll add an extra 10 gold pieces to the pot and I'll off the guy by the end of it. Because let's face it, this bastard tried to go in and backstab the three of us and turn us into you guys. And let's not pussyfoot around here. You guys were going to go in and have us captured and use us for ransom. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Oh, I meant right? it. I meant it when I said to you just now that you are in no way, shape, or form hostages in my company. Oh, I, I understand that right now, but he was going to turn us into you guys. Like he was going to do that. He was going to go in and backstab us. And he was going to turn us into you, whether your intentions were good or not, whether you see it that way or not. That was his intentions. So I don't trust him at all, period. What whatever his plans are, whatever he has going on in his little noggin, I don't care. So I'm going to up the ante for you. For every false information that is on that map right there, I will add 10 gold pieces to every bit of information that is not correct on that piece of map. And if every single detail on that map is incorrect, I will kill him myself. You see the show, look at Viaris. And this, at this point, her grin has stretched from ear to ear. She takes a finger up to the corner of her mouth and just says, Wow. You really are not as good at this as you think you are, Vieris. An amateur, no offense, but an amateur can see right through you. Wow. You really are in the wrong line of work, my friend. She looks dead in your eyes, Zyrus, and just goes, Deal. Deal. I'll give you a three-detail cap. She looks back to Viaris and goes, Three strikes and you're right. Literally. Moving back to Anon with her investigation role of a 15. Anon, how, how much time were you uh, planning on spending? On the on these documents, because that will factor into how much information you can get with this role. As long as they're talking. Okay, so we'll say it's been about ten minutes at this point. I'm gonna make it even worse for Vieras. At this point, I'm really pissed off, and I want to make it look legitimate. I'm going to walk over to and I'm going to I'm going to make everybody see this. I'm going to make the entire area suddenly grow very, very cold. And I'm going to make my eyes grow very, very black. And I'm going to roll in an intimidation check against Vieras. OK, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk over to him and I'm going to be like. I'm going to make this perfectly fucking clear. In the three strikes, and you're fucking wrong. And if you so much as think 
or contemplate or so much as breathe a single thought of deciding to backstab or betray or any such notions like that towards me or my party members again, I am going to freeze every last molecule of your body to the point that hell will not be able to unfreeze you for at least three eternities. Do I make myself fucking clear? Go ahead and make your roll. Nat 20, bitch. Nat fucking 20 on the first, the second roll of the night. Holy shit. Okay, okay. You watch as Vieris turns several shades paler. And I'm talking paper pale at this point. You hear Dashilla cackling behind you and she just claps several times for it. Oh, I do love it when the demonic side of a tiefling rears its horns. Pun not intended. And sorry for any offense that that may have caused. It's just I very rarely get to see it at work. And my, my, it is beautiful. Well, Vieris, it looks like you're going to have to pray to the gods that you are going to be walking out of here alive. Unless you feel confident in the information that you have given, then you really shouldn't have anything to worry about. So, Anon, I'll say that in the ten or so minutes that this conversation has taken place, you skim over the notes to begin with. You notice the general pattern. It will go initials, a singular word, and then a number. That's one section of the ledger that you're looking through. Towards the midsection of the, the ledger, you notice that there is a list of names under the category of traitors. There's certain annotations next to the names that gives you ideas as to what they're their trade is. You see annotations depict, uh, denouncing um, certain uh, what, it's not smugglers, what's the uh, uh, goods runners um, continental goods runners uh, merchant, sailor merchants that sort of thing. You see a couple of annotations that seem to describe the identities of more finer goods traders located in and around Zyuri. Towards the back of the ledger, you see that the, the ledger pulls away from the, the more specified detail of information to more of general note-taking. The ledger talks about the nature of trade in and around different parts of Zairi. It talks about how in the tribal planes it goes by more of a bartering system rather than a currency-based system. <clears throat> Sorry. You know that, well, you read that in the uh, Vexalian Theocracy, uh, they tend to favor the trade of religious texts 
text uh, specifically centered around the ascension of the gods. And you notice that there is a very vague reference to something that is initialed CD that has got a whole rake of question marks uh, inscribed beside it. It's underlined as well. And that's one of the details that pops out in front, uh, pops out on that page towards the rear end of this journal. Going back to the, uh, the front of the journal, the initials, the singular word, and the currency. You take a few more minutes to try and gain a deeper sense of understanding as to what this information might mean. By the time that you finish looking through this information, the best that you can ascertain as to the nature of this information is that the initials, the initials are indeed a, uh, a, a cipher for people's identities. The singular word in the center column seems to be a very cryptic uh, description of a service that is being provided for that person. And the number that's on the right-hand column seems to be the payment that that person has made for that service. So in relation to what is more your focus, LG help 30 seems to be steering towards Lucinda Grohl approached this uh, the individual who owned this ledger, who works as a side partner for the cross, asking for some sort of help, whether it be help in by means of transport, protection, a place of hiding, or new identity papers. You're not sure, but you get the feeling that she paid 30 gold for some level of help. And you can put two and two together and sort of come to the realization that she paid this money to get help from getting away from you guys. She knew you guys were hot on her heels and that there was a reasonably good chance that she was going to get caught at some point. She wanted to try and put as many uh, obstacles between you and her and try to throw you guys off the scent as she possibly could. But I will say with a 15, that is, that's as much as you can pull out of the pages of this journal. Is there any questions that you have with regards to that information? Yeah, is there any other, like, initials that have help next to them? No. You see, <clears throat> sorry, you see that the more common word in this sort of chapter of the ledger seems to be protection. So you see that there's a lot of people that seem to be purchasing protection. But aside from that, next to the several, uh, the several instances of protection that's been written, the number is different. You've been around long enough, you've done enough shady shit in your life that you can tell that you pay for what you get, or you get what you pay for when it comes to protection. If you want 
protected from extremely skilled individuals for a long period of time, you're going to pay a lot more. If you're just looking for one night sanctuary in a safe house, it's not going to cost you as much. Okay, so in accordance to the ledger, how much is 30 gold? Is that not a lot or is that a lot of money according to the information here? I'll say that the highest number you see in that ledger is 200. And that is for, that 200 is written next to the word kill. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to try and ascertain from this ledger? No, I think that will do for now. Okay. Cut back to Ilera. Ilera, as this whole conversation between Dashilla and Zaris and Vieris is going down, is there anything that you are doing or that you would like to do? Uh, at this point, Alera is just... She sort of moves to, I'd say, about here. And that was only as soon as Zara started doing his, his demon act. Okay. Um, Alera's still not going to say anything. She's, she's not touching a rapier. She's just going to look off. I want to kill, but I'm not going to. Sort of that kind of... It's like... Okay. Shit's happened. I'm just gonna listen it out. I'm just gonna listen. If I need to attack, I will, but I'm just gonna listen. Okay. As you make she's still not saying a damn word. As you make your way to what is behind Dashilla, you're roughly five feet behind her. You see the uh the henchman to your right. He sort of leans over and whispers in Dashilla's ear. Has anybody got a passive perception of 14 or higher? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Okay. Out of curiosity, what is everybody's passive perceptions? Uh, 10. <laughs> How have you got a 10? Because I'm not very wise. Oh, <laughs> uh, you will be by the end of this campaign, I swear to God. I'm I'm I is not the wise person. As I'm very established when it comes to Zaris looking through bloody windows. <laughs> I am ve I am very charismatic and not the very wise. <laughs> help Zaris. Okay. Okay. I have a very chiseled skin, just not the very good brains. <laughs> <laughs> that would be You're a chad. That would be intelligence, Zaris. Not wisdom. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's just Tony, not Zaris, okay? Let's just chalk it up to that. Okay, regardless, if none of you have a, a, a good enough passive perception, you don't hear what is said. You see Dashilla turn to the henchman, nod, and he just he makes his way uh, back around the other side of the camp until you see him uh, walk out of line of sight. It's at this point, Zaris, that you hear Vieris' voice inside your head going, look, you can kill me all you want, but I guarantee that information is true. There's a slight pause, and another message comes around. The 
plan was to offer them this information, to lure them in, and then kill them. There's another small pause before another message comes in. The kings don't know this. Only a small group of us have put this plan together. We're using the kings as bait. We're not betraying them. Another small pause. We are securing Darktoe for good. Is he using message um, he's to using, communicate with? He's using a form of message, yes. Give me just a second. I do know that there is a, a word cap on message, and I can't remember what it was. I think it's like 20 words or some shit. No, it's not that. Are you trying to figure out whether he's actually able to do it? No, it's not that either. Message from my understanding is that yes, it requires a verbal component, but he's been doing this long enough that he can talk and No, no, it's it's not it, it, Okay. So what is I had it? A, I had an idea. Oh god. Ladies and gentlemen, when, when Tony gets ideas, that's when shit gets scary. Because it's his DM brain pulling out little loopholes and details and yeah. What's your idea, Zarus? Okay, if he can if he can cast that, then that means that he should be able to cast one of those spells. So it's either he is one of those three classes. I'm assuming that he is a bard. Probably not a high level one, though. Are you trying to scope out my NPC? Yeah. Okay. Duckies and Dargons, we'll take it. Are you trying to meta? A small commercial break. We'll come back after these messages. Are you trying to meta game scope out my NPC? Well, well, it's it's a matter of the fact that if he has what I think he has, I think there's a way that he can physically show, like he can physically show me through the same thing that he's doing through message by relaying a like he can show me in a very perfect detail exactly what he's trying to accomplish through mental communication without verbally saying it so it's almost like um like a visual image thing like he he's he's showing me like a televised image in my head almost okay i but i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that i do not know what you're referring to so for that, the purposes that's, for the, that's why i'm trying to see if he had if he okay. would have it what i'm trying to say is if i don't know what you're referring to i'm not able to implement that right now because that would be me metagaming and coming up with this shit on the fly which i can't do as a dm because that would not be fair on you guys so yeah, and I, I thought message did that, but it doesn't. You, it's just you have so, but. You, ha you have that information. You, you've heard this information now. 
It's at this point. It's at this point that the Shilla leans in, picks up the hip flask, takes another swig, and says, "Oh, wow! I don't think we've had this much of a laid-back day since we arrived." I mean, things will probably pick up in the near future when we find out whether or not Lawmaster Girl will be rejoining us. She shouldn't be too long, after all. My scouts have been giving me updates since you have made your presence known. Uh, DM 18 on insight on uh, Varys of what he just told me uh, in my head. Okay. Uh, you get the sense that the urgency that is being portrayed in his tone of voice has nothing to do with the intimidation that you put upon him earlier. This it, is, it, it's, is it truthful, though? If you let me continue. Yeah. The urgency in his voice you hear... Like, the, urgency, the urgency that you hear in his voice gives you the impression that this is information that he acknowledges that he should have told you earlier that would have been beneficial if he had told you earlier and that you get the sense that if this plan is real, then keeping it to a very small group of people would have been the logical thing to do. But he also acknowledged, you, you can tell that he recognizes not telling you guys was a bad, a bad move on his part. And they, with you, you've been around a lot of liars, Zaris, in your time. Liars tend to have a a certain fluctuation in the pitch of their voice when they're when they're getting to the root of the lie, like the meat and the you know the the blood and guts of it. They can basically keep the the bare bones parts of it fairly consistent, but when it gets to the the real meat of the lie, that's when her voice tends to fluctuate a little bit. A little bit. You don't hear that from Vieris just now. You get the feeling he's being 100% honest. So, I'm going to say that a couple of things happen. The first one being that over the course of the next 20 to 30 minutes, you see various members of the Shilla's crew get up and walk away from uh, the, the communal area in this cavern space. Almost as though they're either going out patrolling or they are just not wanting to be there at that given point in time. I will say that enough time goes by for you to get you guys to technically get the benefits of a short rest. So if any of you need to use hit die in order to replenish hit points, then by all means go ahead. If any of you have got spell slots that need to be actually can you replenish spell slots on a short rest? No, you can't. No, you can no. you ha you have to do long rest, okay. but I haven't used I haven't used a first level spell slot anyway, okay. so it doesn't See, matter. See folks, I'm still a fairly new DM. That's why small details like this tend to get lost in the jumbleness that is my brain from time to time. I give you my word, I will improve upon that during the course of the campaign. So I'll say that this short rest gives you 90 minutes. You guys have got 90 minutes of quote-unquote downtime. During this time, 
Dashilla has gotten up and she's gone and uh, taken stock of various of the uh, various weapon crates that are there. Um, she has given a couple of her crew members orders to go out and scout various uh, locations in Darkto. But you guys uh, are you guys are still getting the feeling that your presence here is mandatory. Okay, are these guys here? Yes. Still there? The three of them are still there. Okay. Um... Am I allowed to use message back to Fieris? Back and forth. Uh, if he says something to you, then yes, but you would have to be extremely careful with your reply, because you do have one of her crew members sitting pretty close to you. Okay, it... So, I'll say that Vieris, he's gone from the very tense, very much on-edge uh, body language that he had when the deal between Zaris and Dashilla was made, to not quite relaxed and not quite at peace, but he's still he's looking a lot more comfortable than he was a couple hours ago. It's at this point that Zaris, you notice that he's staring you down a little bit, almost like he's trying to get your attention. Um, do you meet his gaze? Sure. You hear him saying you hear him inside your head going. I don't know what more I can do to convince you guys. You can reply to that one. Okay. I'm going to reply back saying keep to your word. Stick to the plan. Keep us alive. You see him give you a very subtle nod before he leans himself back and sort of tries to pass it off that he is getting some rest. Anon, Ilera, what are you two doing at this point? Sorry, I didn't realize the mic, my mic was off. Uh, how far is the still away from Malera? How far is the Shilla away from you? I'd say by now the Shilla is here. So she's about 20, 25 feet. Oh, she's still yeah, she's st she's still within talking distance, if that's what you're wondering. Okay, uh, um, where's the bottle? Oh, the, the hip flask that she had? That's back in her uh, waistcoat. That's hers. Shite. <laughs> yeah, nice try. <laughs> no, nice, no, I wasn't going to do anything. I just wanted a drink. Uh -huh, but, yeah, uh, ni nice try. No, I was actually wanting a fucking drink. Get out! You're not in Alara's head. All right? Shut it. <laughs> uh, in that case, then, uh, Alara's going to move over that bit there. 
still not say anything, but just kind of sit down and chill. Okay. I don't know. Don't try to sky what's going on. Is it Distilla or Drisilla? Dishilla. Dishilla, dear. Yes. Has our lawmaster actually paid you yet? Just out of curiosity. You see her turn. She places the the top back onto the crate that she was looking in. She looks and she cocks her head to one side and goes, "And what makes you think that she's given payment?" She, uh, I hold up the ledger and say, "Well, this. She's paying someone at least." Oh, my dear. That right there is. None of my business. Yes, the person who you five-finger discounted that ledger from does indeed work for us. Though they don't work for a currency-based agreement, it's more a case of they scratch our backs and we may scratch theirs in return. And sir, in payment for them providing us with their services, depending on how generous they are, we may protect their business from other parties. Looking at Vieris, sort of insinuating that if the kings were to ever turn on the brothel, Dependent on the services that the owners have given the cross, the cross may decide to uh, lend a protective hand. But no. Our friend Lawmaster Grold, that's an entirely different agreement that we have. Better or worse, that was in here. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The details of said agreement are completely confidential. Client to provider. I'm sure you can understand. Oh, I understand completely. I just want to know if you're going to be losing anything if our transaction goes ahead. Oh, honey, if your transaction goes ahead, hopefully by that time we will be in a position where a loss will never have been an option in the first place. Like I said, Lawmaster Grohl, when we hired her, was hired to provide us with paperwork that would establish what would appear on the surface as legitimate trading benefits within the capital city. Now, of course, it doesn't take a genius to find out that somebody like myself is going to be going legit. Of course. So, if we ascertain that paperwork before you ascertain her, then a loss will have never been acquired. Now, will it? No. So. She should be here any minute now, and I, um, I am itching with anticipation to see the look on her face when, when her tailors, or her pursuers, 
are sitting here waiting for her. As long as you don't shed any blood in my... Well, I can't really call this a home. Home is far away from me. I do so dearly miss it. Maybe I'll get the opportunity to return one day. As long as you don't shed her blood before I get what I want, then I don't really see a problem. You know if she sees us, you ain't gonna get your paperwork, so... Are you implying that... Are you implying that she will not be in a physical capacity to give us the paperwork? I'm just implying that... New faces. Hmm. You intrigue me. You really do. And it's not often that I find someone who intrigues me. And it's not often that I'm intrigued by someone, so... Oh, wow. I Forgive me, I'm going to take that as a compliment regardless of whether you meant it to be one or not. Anyway. Let's all just bide our time. I'll say that another... Another hour goes by before you hear footsteps approaching, coming down the gently descending path towards the communal area that you're in. You see three members of the Shilla's crew, and they are indeed escorting a rather shaken-looking Lucinda Grohl. Uh, Lucinda is wearing extremely tattered clothing, that is quite obviously been lived in for several days. Uh, she has a very small backpack uh, slung across one shoulder. You can see that her eyes are bloodshot and her just her general demeanor is one of someone who has gone through several sleepless nights in a row and has gone through a lot of anxiety during those nights. You see, as they round the corner towards the, the space where you are, Tashila walks up and greets her and goes, Ah, little Master Grohl, so good of you to return to us. We do hope the kings didn't give you any trouble during your temporary stay with them. She looks at the, the crew and says, Well, I need details. You see the, the henchman that's on the right-hand side of Lucinda Grohl sort of not shoves her, but sort of like hands her off to Dashilla before saying, Ah, yeah, she was, uh, she was in some basement, just chained up. We got him. She's alive. Where's the gold, Captain? You said we were going to get paid for this one. Oh, yes, yes, I did. I did say that you would get paid. Just always so straight to the point. She turns to the three of you and goes, Are you as forthcoming about payment as some of my employees are? Because believe you me, it really is such a dramatic headache at times. Sometimes you just get arrogant bastards. Oh, yes, you do. You see... Dashilla tossed the, the henchman a, a small coin purse and just goes, Now, if you wouldn't be so mind as to fuck off, we have some official business to take care of. 
I have a feeling that Lawmaster Grohl has some questions to answer with our guests. So, Lawmaster, I believe that introductions are not necessary. I believe you already know the three that are sat before you. So if you wouldn't be so kind as to sit. And you watch as the moment that Dashilla utters the word sit, Lucinda Grohl sits down rather forcibly on the ground and she remains rigid as a rock uh, yeah that ruined, that ruined something i was gonna do for role play okay never mind you see lucinda grohl her attention darting between all three of you and she she's weighing up a lot of options right now she's she's contemplating a lot of things she looks at Zarus and just says, I, 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 hmm. Hey, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're here to kill me. No. No, I'm not. Answer the fucking lady's questions. Grohl. You see Dashella look at you and go, oh, I'm sorry, my dear. I, I have no questions. I assume that the three of you did. Well, I do have a few questions, but I would. I'm giving her a kindness. Because. She looks like that she has been through hell, so I thought that I would give her at least the benefit of the doubt and answer at least one question. I am not here to kill you, no. She looks at Anon. She's radiating an energy of someone who is for the first time in a long time, Anon. You get the feeling that she looks and she's behaving like someone who is desperate. You haven't seen someone act this way in a very long time. You get the feeling that she is physically, mentally, psychologically, and emotionally drained. She's scared. And she has a genuine fear for her life at this point. She looks at you and says... How quickly did it take you to put the pieces together? Not long at all. Then who gave me up? Yourself. Yeah, I was fixing to say, you left a lot of fucking footprints. Like, especially at your goddamn house. Your house smelled like a fucking shit hat. Like, goddamn. Go clean your fucking house every once in a fucking while. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Bumble could fucking hide himself better than you, Grohl. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, goddamn. You had so much goddamn fucking paperwork every goddamn where. With your name everywhere fucking on it. 
And I swear to God, if I find another goddamn fucking trinket anywhere, any fucking where with your fucking name on it, anywhere, I swear to fucking God, I will kill you. <laughs> like, ooh. You, you mentioned the trinket, and Alara, we're going to come back to you in just a very brief second. Zaris, you mentioned the trinket, the trinket, and her eyes widen ever so slightly. She looks to all three of you very slowly, and she says, "Please tell me you you don't still have it on you." The trinket. Well, that depends. What have you found? think I've still got it on me. Let me... That's, fucking... that, that's being directed at all three of you, by the way. Let me... Let me look through my fucking bag. I think I still got mine. There, there was like three of them. Like, let me fucking find it. I I'm gonna... don't remember if I stashed one or not. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm gonna I rummage know, through I my... I know one of you who did. Uh, I'm gonna rummage through my bag and I'm gonna pull out the, the locket and I'm gonna... Which locket? Pull it out. Uh, the one that I found in the trunk that was in her office. The one that I call trash because that it's you. Ah, right. You, the one with the photo, the, the, uh, what seemed to be like a hand-drawn photo inside it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you pull it out? Yeah, I pull that one out. Okay. You see her relax tremendously. She looks at you and goes, oh, okay, okay. Okay, that's, so... That's, 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 just a, that's just a personal keepsake. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that one back in the bag, and then I'm going to reach down, and I'm going to pull out the one that I found in her house. And that one's the one that we found in her... Uh, I think it was in her... It was either in her bedroom or it was in the living room. I can't okay. remember which. Uh, it's in one of the two rooms, but we found another locket in one of those two rooms. No, mm -hmm. it was in the bed. It was in the bedroom because it was in the in the uh, the same spot where I found the scroll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna pull that trinket out. Okay, you see the fear reclaim her eyes. She is figuratively shitting herself right now. She looks to Alara and just says, surely there's got to be some sort of, you know, compassion between the three of you. You have no idea what you have gotten yourselves into. Your well, you see, if you didn't end up having to, you know, be on our hit list and okay. then running away all that far okay. away okay simpler for us okay let let me be perfectly fucking clear we woke the fuck up in a goddamn fucking grave with a fucking knife in our goddamn chest with a note on it that said welcome to the fucking world you fucking lunatics and Hope to God that you enjoy your new fucking life. And here we are hunting your ass down. 
I don't even know why I'm here haunting you down. Other Are you than enjoying yourself, Zaris? No! You, you, <laughs> you, you see at this point as Dashilla is nearly doubled over in laughter at Zaris's ranting and raving at the sh at, uh, Lawmaster Girl. She she brings she composes herself and says, Oh sweetie, are you trying to tell me that you are some sort of undead entity that has arisen from the ground and beseeched upon yourself to do some sort of moral good by the populace of Vardor by hunting down what is quite obviously a rat? Honey, I can prove it. We all fucking can. She looks to, the Shilla looks at Anon and just says, I, um, it's, it's one thing for me to be intrigued. It's, it's, it's one other thing entirely to find myself confused. Are your, club. are your companions actually trying to convince me that the three of you are undead? All I know is that we died and then we woke up. You see Lucinda Grohl uh, cut in as you say that and go, of which I had nothing to do with. I have ah, shut it. I Fucking had... shut it. Fucking shut it. Grown ups are talking. She looks at she looks at and goes Despite the fact that you are quite literally of a race that ages much slower than humans, I am as well. I may not be as old as you are, my dear, but at least in aesthetic, I appear to be your elder. Oh, so right! We're going under the racist talk! Oh, God! Okay, oh, all God. Right. Can we kill her okay. now? Please, okay. please, okay. can we kill her now? Okay, alright. Just to settle the talk, here, I will prove that this whole shebang actually happened. I'll pull out the note and the, and the dagger and you can't pull out the dagger. Why? Because the dagger turned to dust in your hands when you removed it from your chest. That's not possible because... I'm sorry. DM moment here. I'm, I'm sorry. DM moment. I had uh, the dagger in the fucking bar when we had the little bar scenario between me and the king. Then I, then I overlooked the that. But if you go back and re-listen to episode one of the campaign... When you all removed the daggers from your chest, they turned into a blue powder. And the whole scenario of the bar okay, between admit, me and the I, king I admit, did not happen. You may have had a dagger on you. I specifically oh. stated that I pulled out the dagger that was initiated of what I that we were given at episode one that I pulled out from the grave, and you stated verbatim that that was the exact dagger that I used between the encounter with me and the king. Okay. That okay. I'll I'll own up to making a mistake. So I'll own up to making a mistake. 
But if you had written if you had written it down on your your character sheet in episode one, that the dagger turned into blue powder, as I explicitly said. But that is what I said, and that is how we have had it this whole time, and it has not been changed. But I well, still, as as we've got the note. But I will pull out the note, and I will hand it to um, what's your fucking face, Dashilla? Uh, yeah, Dashilla. Okay. You see, the, you see Dashilla peer over the note for wait. 20 30 seconds. Huh. Well, I can't really ascertain who wrote this. However, they do have excellent penmanship. Okay. I'll uh I'll buy your story. And she hands it back to you. Now, lawmaster, I'm going to leave you in peace. Well, I say peace. I uh I will be around. I'm going to leave the three, the four of you to uh, your little conversation. As I, I do trust that you have actual serious questions and lines of inquiry that you want to yes. ask her. Am I right? Yes. She begins to walk away and she just holds up a hand. She doesn't turn. She's still facing away from you. Just remember, no blood. We won't kill her. So. I will say that the three of you are situated around roughly 10 feet away from Lucinda Grohl. Who wants to go first? Right. Yeah, absolute. Whore, start talking. You yeah. seem to be fucking afraid, afraid of a bloody trinket. So something's not quite fucking right. First of all, insults are going to get you nowhere in your line of inquiry. Oh, we've had a long couple of fucking weeks. I'll speak oh, where... I, I can absolutely agree. When I first saw the three of you come into my office... Two, I wasn't there. I know, when I saw the three of you on separate occasions in my office, I knew that there was something about the three of you that would, uh, not be problematic, but definitely tumultuous. You're not exactly regular citizens. You have a way about you that is quite clearly unique. Now, I reinforce the point that you waking up in a grave had nothing to do with me. I hope that you have been able to ascertain some information as to how you end up there. I don't know whether you've learned the whole story, otherwise you wouldn't be bringing it up. No, but... we haven't learned a single damn thing about any of that. Matter of fact, you've the learned whole one reason... Detail. You've learned one detail. You know how you got in the graves. It was Dragon's crew who put you there. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, apart from that, but... Okay. Yeah, just, 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 re just explaining that you do know how, yeah, you, you, yeah, know how I, you got there. You don't know how I, you got out. I forgot about the Dragon bar, okay. but yeah, okay, yeah. She 
question looks at you all and says, well, if you're not going to kill me, then at least make your questions interesting. Okay, so... We're going to start off with the question that piqued my interest the most now. I need you to tell me about this locket now. Are you still holding it within her eye, her line of sight? I'm I've been holding it this entire time. Okay. But are you holding it in such a way that makes it very hard not to see? Or are you sort no. of resting it on the ground or like on your, your lap or something like that? No, I'm holding it up. Like I'm holding it okay. so that everybody can see it. And if she says, if she's go if ahead, she says, go ahead and make a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so glad you said with advantage. <laughs> I am so goddamn glad you said with advantage. <laughs> Uh, with advantage, that is going to be a, uh, 18, and the first roll was a nat fucking one. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you were using mm -hmm. that locket to your advantage, then. Yes. <laughs> you see as, she's still rigid in place, by the way. She hasn't, her, she hasn't eased up, so she's still under whatever sort of effect that the she'll have put her on. You see her sort of unable to take her eyes away from that locket she her her gaze is transfixed on that on that uh jewelry she goes what is your question we're gonna start one one question at a time about this locket what is it it's a marker what does it do? It symbolizes a very select group of individuals. Who are these individuals? You see her pausing for what feels like a very long time before she tries to move. You see that she's She's not trying to move in such a way as she's trying to break free. She's sort of trying to move as if she's trying to get some rid of some tension okay. in her neck. Okay. She, um, I, I'm okay. So she's this, going to this answer. Is, she's going to answer. It's just like this is me yeah, just so, describing her body language at this point. Do, do I see that? Do yeah. I see that? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to you. I'm going to basically do this in the form of intimidation and this is not to shed blood. This is in a form of intimidation, both to sh both to show off intimidation towards her and actually towards him to prove a point to show just how fucking serious I can fucking be. Right. I'm going to use um, Ice Wave in such a way to where it shoots just next to her to block her path and be like, answer the fucking question. And it's a cantrip, so I can do this okay. multiple times. But it's not going to damage her. It's just going to be like... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand. Uh, you so see the, I, 
you see the ice wave pulse through her and she goes completely still for a second and you get this let, me, let me roll intimidation before i forget okay uh let me see what my modifier is i'll say that with you using pulse wave uh in conjunction with this the dc will not be high okay uh 19 yeah that's more than enough jesus christ uh okay so in conjunction to whatever effect she is under from the Shilla, she goes completely frozen solid still for a brief second. You see several beads of sweat trickling down the left-hand side of her forehead. And it's not warm in here by any stretch of the imagination. This is, this is fear radiating through her body. The individuals who possess such markers work for an individual who amasses a large degree of sway over certain influential circles. There is not much more I can say. Your questions will need to be chosen carefully. For both your sake and for mine. She sort of her you see her eyes move to the side. She's she's looking at Anon and she just goes, I'm assuming you have questions as well. While she's asking the questions, I want to roll a uh, perception check and an arcana check on the locket. So okay, go let ahead. Her go, yeah, go let ahead. And her go ahead and stick the stick the uh, the answers to both of your rolls in roll twenty for me, Zaris. You got it. Okay, Anon. She's just said to you that she assumes that you have questions as well. Who's the kid? Well, not that it is anybody's business, but that happens to be my goddaughter. One of the very few remaining family members that I have left. Okay, boring. Um, so if you are so sure that you were not involved in us dying. What do you know? I mean... As to who did it? I know that it was... One we of know the... who it was. Well then, I'm afraid I can't really offer you any more information other than what I know. I only know a rough understanding of who it could have been, and that understanding is that it was someone tied to Dragon Fang Splitter. Zaris, with your perception of a 17, you notice that the locket is atypically heavy for something made of this material. 
it's not it's not a, a relatively big locket. It is made out of metal, and it does have a gem situated in the center. Though you've been around enough metal and gems in your life that you you feel like this the weight of this doesn't sit quite right. As to your Arcana check of a 21, this does hold a uh, a fairly a fairly mid-level enchantment to it. It is a enchantment placed upon this item so that it can identify people. It's not it it's it's there so that if somebody was to replicate this locket without the enchantment, it would be very easy for whoever made this to ascertain that it was a fake. Like Lucinda said, this is a marker. This is something owned by very select people. And the enchantment is there basically as security. It has a chain around it, correct? Yes. I want to put it on. Okay. Go ahead and make me a wisdom saving throw. Nat 20. For a total of? Uh, I have a zero. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, you said wisdom saving throw or yeah, just... wisdom saving okay. throw. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I have proficiency in that. So <laughs> it, 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 I'm sorry. 20, 22, 22. Okay. okay, the result isn't going to change dr dramatically. So just bear that in mind. Had it been a 20, it would have been somewhat worse. No, 22. Yeah, okay. you put you put the pendant on. As you pull your hands away from putting on the sheer weight of this item feels like it's burrowing into your body you feel this cloudiness fill the inside of your mind until it results in what feels like this internal implosion of energy your vision goes black and you hear this almost like white noise inside your head to the to such a degree where it sounds like you can't hear anything from the outside world. This white noise is all that you hear. You begin to see little glints of light dancing around the blackness of your vision. They begin to appear more frequently and a lot more rapidly until such a point as it looks like it's a combination of a rave and a fireworks show rolled into one. It's almost like this is sensory overload for you right now. And on top of the white noise and this, this lights that are appearing in your vision, you hear this voice. And I'm not going to do it because it is late at night here for us. And I don't know whether the audio can actually cope with me doing it. But it is this 
ghost-like scream as you hear the word fake burst around all of your auditory senses. I need you to take three points of psychic damage. Okay. It's not bad. As the voice explains, it could have been a whole lot worse. I'm just saying. Right. As, yeah, the, as, sure. the, as the voice explodes in your head, your vision comes back and the locket, the, the chain on the locket snaps and it falls to the floor. The gem that's situated on the, in the center of the locket begins to pulse with a bright gray, uh, bright jade green. You see Lucinda Grohl, she is, although she's unable to move, you get the feeling that if she had control over her body, she would be running for the hills right now. I'll explain the other side of this. This is from an outside perspective. Anon, Lara, Vieris, Lucinda Grohl. The four of you watch as Zaris puts this locket on. And he goes deathly still. His eyes roll back in their sockets. They don't turn black like he's made them do before. But they roll back so that only the whites of them are visible. And his head, his head tilts back 45 degrees. And you all feel this really small shockwave emanate his, from, sorry, emanate from around him as what would be inside his head, that implosion of energy is released. Lucinda Girl looks at the locket and looks to you and goes, I told you to be careful. Zaris, what the fuck? Girl, what the fuck? I'm gonna Can I take it. the locket off of him? It's, no, on, it's on the ground. It's on the ground. I'm going to pick it back up and I'm going to... Um, I'm going to try something. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm assuming we're going to be here for a while. Depending on how this plays out, you may or may not. Okay. Do I have... Okay, yeah, I'm good. Okay, I still have it. Okay. I'm going to put... I'm going to roll an Arcana check to infuse a first level spell slot into the gym and see if it will accept me then okay go ahead and make your roll but I will warn you now it's going to be a really high DC that's fine Twenty-one. So close. Okay. Because I 
don't have your character sheet up. And I want to make sure that I don't make this mistake. What did you roll on the dice? Uh, 19. Okay. You yeah. Would, uh, you, yeah, you would have had to have crit in order to get this. Yeah, so... I, 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 want, I wanted to make sure that you didn't... I, I wasn't giving you an impossibility here. That's all I'm saying. I didn't, yeah, so I, I, I didn't want to fall. I didn't want to fall victim to that. But because of what you were doing, and because of how you described that you were wanting to do it, you're trying to put a spell slot into an already enchanted item that has had a negative effect on you already. It was an extremely high DC. Yeah. So essentially, I was trying to make it to where that that it would reverse the effect and to where that I could put it on to see that if it would do something different when I put it on, okay. essentially. So that, that's what, essentially, basically what I was trying to do was lower the DC by wasting a spell slot uh, and roll an Arcana check to see if it would allow me to be accepted if I put it on that way because of the fact of me wasting a spell slot and lower the DC that way. Cause I knew if I were to just roll an arcana check that I would have to crit in order for it to happen Okay. because, because I crit with the last roll and it, it still rejected me. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, if I waste a spell slot and you know, roll again, would it lower the DC and see if it would allow me to, essentially uh accept me then and yeah. yeah i get it i get it and i i applaud you for your creativity i i thought that was absolutely amazing so as as a dm i'm really proud of the fact that you came up with that so thank you for using your brain that was brilliant uh she looks to you she watches as you're doing this and she just goes this is magic far beyond your means i'm not calling you weak but this is these were made by someone of my, a much higher station. She turns to Anon. If you have any more questions, I give Hold you... Up. Oh. Okay. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal right now. You saying this to me or to uh, Lucinda Grohl? To you as a DM. Oh, okay. I have one cigar left. What spell has been infused into it? Uh, Frost Barrier. Okay. I will waste the one spell slot that I have currently right now, plus the Frost Barrier Sig, if you will let me use the roll that I just got to succeed. Was it another crit? That's me asking. Uh, no, that's me asking because I know what your luck has been for the last couple of sessions. Well, I'm, I'm essentially what I'm saying is, is that with the roll that that uh, that I just got with the 19 plus the plus two to get the 21, if I use the one spell slot that I just use and take away a frost barrier sig that I've got currently in my stash right now, which essentially is two spell slots, would you let that succeed? That's two spell slots that will be wasted. 
then yes, I will let that succeed. However, I'll... we will play this out in just a second. We're okay. not we're not going to skirt around this because I I planned something which we will play out. I planned this in the in the event that you were able to somehow succeed on this. So we'll play through uh, this interaction with Anon, and then we'll get back to you. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and delete it off from here just so that I can save it and say that I've got rid of it. Okay. She's looking at you, Anon. She, like, she, like she said, if there's any other questions that you have, she tells you that she gives you her word that she will be as honest as she is physically capable of being. The High Chancellor of Coin. An obnoxious asshole, yes, what about him? As soon as we started investigating you, he turned up. Explain. I hate to tell you, but you are looking for connections that do not exist. The High Chancellor appeared in Valarondir on official business. It was a fleeting visit. This is the only visit he ever makes. His policy is he arrives unannounced, he conducts his business, and he leaves as soon as it is done. He does that because he does not trust us to pull any sort of funny business before he arrives. He likes to keep us on his toes, despite the fact that whenever he visits my office, he is technically acting above and beyond his station. He is the High Chancellor of Coin, he is not the Grand Justice. So no. He did not show up because you were uncovering my secrets. Though I get the sense that your interaction with him has led you to have more questions than you let on. Your answer was unsurprising. And unsatisfactory. Dracana is a very intelligent man. He has worked his way from lesser to greater nobility and to being a part of the Vardorian High Council in a matter of years. He operates unlike anyone I have ever met. He is a captivating man, he is an admirable man, he is a respectable man, but the man is an asshole. He looks down on anyone that has even a modicum less income than he. Money talks, especially with him. He is a man who... Let's just say he would prefer that we... In case the lesser incomed peoples of this world behind walls and 
distance themselves from people of his station. He believes that it is their own fault that people do not have the income to buy the food of the highest quality and wear clothes of tailors that have been commissioned by kings and queens and nobles and you get my drift. It's very, very seldom that he ever has a good word to say about anyone. That is a noble speech you made there. A bit from where where we stand, a bit hypocritical as you were involved with people who deliberately made life harder for those of the lowest incomes. I turned a blind eye to Dragon's activities in return for the odd pouch of coin now and again. I never contributed to his schemes. In a more civil matter, and a more official capacity, yes, I may have I... steered legislation in such a way that may have had an impact on those below my income line. But taxes ebb and flow from year to year based upon the climate and the financial state of the kingdom. This is not something that should come as a surprise. Do you not pay taxes? Do you not pay your share towards the upkeep of society and the running of the kingdom and the empire? You honestly think that we stick around anywhere long enough to contribute? To Ta any society? Taxes come in various forms. But yet, you, you went on about how little involvement you had with him. Yet, it was as soon as we apprehended him that you ran. Self-preservation. If you feel that you could prove how little, how insignificant, then surely the mayor would have been justly giving you a slap on the wrist. But you ran. The mayor would have made an example out of me, and in such ways as to where I would have been, if not permanently, then for a long term indisposed. He would need a show of faith to the kingdom as to make the lines of inquiry that would inevitably fall upon himself go away. Why did the mayor? employ such a lawmaster? Why did the mayor not 
come to find out the true nature of the lawmaster's activities and expose them himself. Maybe that's why he's hired you to bring me in, so that he can be seen to be hiring a third party that he can distance himself from when the job is done. I'll say that in this time that this uh, short conversation between the two of you has occurred, Zaris, you have gone and prepared what you need in order to reattempt uh, using the locket. So, okay, you rolled so... you rolled a nineteen with a plus two. I will say that because you're wasting. Now, re-clarify re, re this. This time, is it one or two spell slots you are wasting? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to relay it verbatim just so everybody knows exactly what I'm doing. Okay, because so, you, you wasted one spell slot on your first attempt. So, so, so essentially what I'm doing is I, in my inventory, I had saved up uh, one cigar that had uh, a first level spell slot in it that was going to be used for a frost barrier. So what I'm doing is is I'm using an uh, an unused spell slot that I that I had not used yet already, plus the cigar that had a spell slot in it already. So that's technically two spell slots, right? Then an Arcana check. That is a 19 plus 2 for my, my modifier, which is a 21. So you add all of that together to equal out an equivalence of a lower DC to go in and do what I want to do okay. to succeed on this locket. I will say so, that with the sacrifices that you're making, uh, it will lower the DC to 18. So you do you do exceed the, the DC. So you yeah. Okay. So. Alright. So role play wise, what you're gonna see is Zaris goes and goes, Oh, motherfucker, that god damn that fucking hurt. Alright. Zaris, what the fuck? Look, listen, I just saw a bunch of bright fucking lights like I was in some kind of like high shit show. But and you see him pick up that amulet again and he looks at it like it's some like like some extravagant thing. He's like, listen here, bitch. My name is Zaris fucking Longstrider. I don't answer to you. You answer to me. I only answer to one fucking person, and that is the fucking Ice Queen. So when I tell you to fucking work, and then you see him summon this big giant fucking icicle and shove it down into the fucking amulet and summon every bit of arcane magic he possibly can summon and push it into this amulet to force it to obey him, and all of this arcane magic is going to like surround his entire body, making every ounce of the surrounding area just go and like instantly get fucking cold. He's like, then you're going to 
fucking answer to me, you piece of shit. And then he puts the amulet back on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to. Daris, if there's... you don't shout unlimited power, that's it. Eleran's our okay. friends. Okay. <laughs> there is one very minute detail I would like to retcon with this, and it's because I'm going to make you roll something. Okay. Go ahead and roll a strength check for me. Not a saving throw, just a strength check. Yay! My worst stat! Woo it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Swear to God, if he rolls on that one on this, I'm going to laugh so hard that the neighbors are going to kick down my door. Would you like to, for me to sh send you a picture of the nat 20 that I just rolled? Nope. I trust you. Cool. I trust you. Okay. It's always in fucking roleplay we get our good rolls. Yeah, yeah, and it's making me very fucking nervous for the Halloween special. Oh. Okay. Zaris, as you bring the icicle down point first onto the gem that takes up the center space of this amulet, the rage and the arcane energy that fuels the downward stabbing motion of this icicle causes the gem to shatter. As it shatters, you see this explosion of green arcane energy explodes skywards roughly about five feet. It hangs there for roughly three seconds before it begins to curve downward and forward toward you. And from Anon, Elera, and Lucinda Grohl's perspective, they watch as this arcane energy sweeps down into your sternum and in just completely inserts itself into your being. You feel yourself become overwhelmed with this intrusive, potent arcane magic. And it's it's almost to the point where it's sickening. Again, your vision goes black. You don't see the lights. You don't hear the white noise. But you hear a voice. Well, it seems as though we have guests. Why? Have you disturbed us? It seems that one of your own has made it abundantly clear that we have gotten involved in your endeavors and we would like to know why. You have become a thorn in my side. You have become an obstacle for me to overcome. You do not know what you have dabbled in. You do not know the world that you have set foot in. This is my world you are but a mere fly in comparison to what walks this earth 
should you persist in making your presence known and involving yourselves in matters of those that you have no stature to compare yourself to, then as the deliverer as my witness, I will banish you from this plane of existence to such a degree where no amount of magic can ever bring you back, Ice Queen or no. Your patron holds no power compared to who you are currently talking to. Any response, Saris? Thinking. Okay. Do I have magic here? No. I don't? No, this okay. is purely uh, back and forth conversation. Um... Okay, so I'm going to roll an intimidation check back. Oh, oh okay. Zaris. Oh, no, let him. Let, it, let him. You you don't I'll, know you don't know what's going on, Alara. This is all I, going on inside. No, no, no. I know, no, no. I'm talking like outside the session. I'm just like, what the I, fuck am I listening to? So. I, I, I want to roll an intimidation check back, and I want to say, no mere gods, immortals, fuckers. I don't care what you call yourself, is going to threaten anybody that I hold dear. I don't care who you think you are. You can threaten me all the days of my existence, all you want. But if you so at much as contemplate the mere thought of thinking that you are above the station or harming my queen, I will end you a thousand times over in a thousand ways in which no mere immortal has ever contemplated in the existence of ent any entity has ever thought of. Do not Test my patience, you arrogant fool. You hear this, what feels like Yeah, a fuck yes! <laughs> I forgot he was yes! I forgot he was rolling. Yes! <laughs> I'm assuming you rolled in that 20. Yes! <laughs> 
I love it when a plan comes together. Oh. oh. Allow me to fuck up your plan. Because <laughs> oh. that is my job as the DM. Oh. Okay. You retort to the figure that you are currently in this semi-heated conversation with. As I was just about to say before I forgot that you were, I completely forgot that you were rolling. Uh, you hear what feels like this long, long, long silence play out before the voice comes back. It's been a long time since a mortal has had the audacity to challenge me. I will not applaud you and I will not celebrate you, but I will say this. Seek me out, Longstrider. I am interested and tantalized to see whether or not you can live up to the reputation I have created for you. I will see you soon. Sooner than you may think. It would be such a shame if you were to get yourself killed before we had a chance to meet. And at that point, you feel that entire wave of energy that entered into your chest cavity just burst out again. Make a constitution saving throw for me. That's my second best stat. At least it wasn't strength. <laughs> well, I'm really okay. I'm really curious as to how you think I would have played off a strength saving throw in this perspective. I don't know, but I'm just glad you didn't say it. <laughs> uh, Constitution twenty one eighteen plus three. Okay, you pass. Okay. I'll I'll humor you. If you had rolled below a 17, you'd have vomited your guts up. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh that was a rather interesting uh little back and forth. So during the time that this is going on, it's taken roughly anywhere between a minute to two minutes for this this back and forth. Zarus, you have no idea who you just spoke to. You have no idea what, where, who, or why they are. But nope. you, you get the feeling that whoever this is, they are strong. They are a magic user. And they are determined. Ilara, because we haven't heard from you in just a little while, and I'm curious as to uh, what your perception of everything that has been going on has been. What are you doing at this point in time? DM. They're not here. Huh? Yeah, he went. Oh. Zara's, uh, it's not Zara's, uh, Ilara is having technical difficulties. 
Uh, so we're going to circle to Anon instead. <clears throat> there what they the are. What the fuck just happened? Where? Where the fuck? Where is my duck? Make a perception check. Twelve. Quack. <laughs> okay, okay. With a twelve, uh, you can tell that DD because just to clarify for the listeners at home, I cannot re remember whether or not the the name of Anon's duck uh has actually been said in session. She decided to call him DD. So DD is right over here. Roughly 30 feet away from you. The blast, the, the first blast of energy that came out of, uh, out of Zaris was enough to push DD far away and to scare. So, you, you, you know... I go pick DD up okay. and start petting him. <laughs> okay. Ilera, if you have rejoined the, the session, which it looks as though you have, uh, Maybe you, you didn't. You didn't miss much. You can catch up when the episode goes live. Uh, during the entire during the time that Zyrus is having the interaction with the unknown entity, uh, is there anything that you are or would like to do? Well, if you're talking to the the thing, we were I'm I'm sort of. I, I was trying to think of questions for Lucinda, but none of them really ended in me not wanting to kill her, so... Um... I mean, you can want to kill her, but it's whether or not you actually do, that's the thing. No, no, I'm not going to, because we're in a kind of... We don't really have a lot of options, so, yeah. The... <laughs> I, I, I've got nothing to say to her. Like, this moment in time, just nothing. I uh, will sort of whereabouts is she uh, saying again, damn? Uh you Came you're right back there. here, wasn't it? No, no, that was where Dashilla was. Uh, uh Lucinda Grohl is sitting roughly there. Like I said, she's about ten feet away from all three of you. So she's sort of been placed in a central location. Okay, okay. Uh, Zaris, do you is the locket still on the floor? Am I back now? Yeah, you're back. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was waiting until you finished with uh, Alara okay. to do anything. Uh, I'm just asking for situational awareness. Is the locket still on the floor? I I don't know because you said that the gem shattered. So yeah, the gem I don't know shattered. What... It doesn't mean that the whole thing's gone. I would have assumed that with it with the gem shattered that I would have dropped the locket and like like I would have been like floating in midair or some crazy shit like okay. like some kind of like <laughs> like Ex some exorcist like, level shit like like exorcist level shit like you know yeah, yeah no, not, not like quite that. not quite okay Alara. Um, Anything that you yeah. like, anything you'd like to do at this moment in time before we move on? Uh, I'm just gonna mutter under my breath. We're 
Lucinda can hear claims to be a law master and lets the shite fucking happen. She never killed her when I saw her. I am going to say I'm, something to the lawmaster when she when the Lara gets through, though. Okay, I'm not saying that. I wasn't saying that directly at Lucinda. I was just kind of muttering it so she I could know. hear. I know. But and then I'm just going to sort of uh, move back a little bit and still be kind of looking out for stuff. Okay. Okay. I need to roll something. Oh okay. God. Okay. Zaris, you said you had something that you wanted to ask the lawmaster. So I'm assuming that, like, she witnessed the whole thing and watched me wake the fuck up. Like, I yep. just came out of, like, a fucking exorcist. Like, has she responded at all? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, the moment I wake up, you're going to see the most, like, sinister, evil grin on my fucking face that anyone has ever fucking seen and I'm going to be looking straight at fucking Lucinda Grohl when I do it Hold on, Zaris is smiling I, I, I don't trust it <laughs> you never What you the ne fuck did you do? You never trust a smiling emo, let's just put it that way What <laughs> the fuck did you just do, Zaris? Oh, oh, what the actual fuck? Oh, I know shit now. You say that? Yeah. Worth explaining, or are you going to keep us in the dark, bud? Uh, oh, no, I'm going to explain in oh. perfect fucking detail. Okay. But oh, goody. Si situa situational awareness point at this point, at this moment in time. Lucinda Grohl's body loosens she's not moving she's not running but she's no longer as rigid as she was continue i had a little talk with a little um friend of yours a friend of mine you say oh yeah he uh threatened someone very dear to me and said that uh, called the one that I worship my Patreon beneath him and said that uh, said a lot of very uh, negative things about her and then uh, now is expecting me to go in and find him personally and uh now, I have an agenda to meet to where that, and I'm going to lean in close, and I'm going to look her straight in the face and be like, now, I'm going to make it a perfectly set agenda to where that I'm going to beat the literal shit out of this person, and I'm going to send him so far in the lowest pits of hell to where that they're going to have to make a brand new layer just for him and it's going to be so goddamn cold that even I don't want to go there you see Lucinda leans in to meet you and she just says I'm afraid you must be mistaken for the man I work for 
would never challenge a god. They are not that fucking stupid. And your god is going to bow to my whim. You seem to not, you don't, you don't seem to understand me, Longstrider. I work for a man. Mortal, human, man, whatever label you wish to apply well, to the individual. I work for a man. Yeah, and no I think man, you misinter- No man would ever be so stupid as to challenge a warlock's patron. And I think you misinterpret me. I talked to the god personally. You've caught her. Off, you've caught her off drift with this. I didn't talk to your boss. I talked to the boss's boss. And I'm going to make your boss's boss and your boss bow to my feet and beg for their fucking death. How close are you to her at this point? I'm so fucking close that I could spit in her goddamn face and I am I am fucking raging right now. I am I am at the point to where that every molecule, every arcane magic is fuming out of my fucking body. <laughs> okay. Are you I, like are I'm, you like are, you, are you like face to face with her or is there a gap? Oh, oh there... no, there there is no there is <laughs> no right. fucking gap. There is all no right, fucking right, gaps. Right. I that... could I I could quite literally <laughs> lick right. the Aww. fucking sweat off of her fucking face. That's 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 it was gross. going so well until that moment, Zaris. I, I, like, I was gonna ask him to tone it down just a little bit. I know he's playing no. the moment, but holy oh, shit. Oh no. Oh no, I want it well fucking known that I mean fucking business. Like, no, when okay. I, when I I want her to know that this fucking god and her fucking boss are going to quite literally be my fucking bitches when I'm fucking done with them. Okay. You don't need to roll for this, because you are, as you say, close enough that you could lick the sweat off her face, which, by the way, is fucking grim, Zaris. Her eyes are slowly beginning to turn the same color of jade green as the gem that used to be in the locket. No response. I'll back up a little bit. How far? I'll back up at least five feet. Okay, so in relation, you are, you are where your token is, right? Roughly, yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna to look to her, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to make sure that she sees exactly 
my facial expression. And the smile is gone. But every ounce of my body is you can see the blood veins. You can see my eyes are pitch black. And this will be a first for me. My hair has gone from white to black. Okay. I am mad. Okay. I, I, I am not I am not kidding around anymore. So for the entire time that she's been conversing with you, she has been on her knees, sat with her arms down by her side. At this point, she begins to levitate. But she doesn't remain vertical. She goes horizontal so that she's effectively lying on her back in midair. The three of you have the equivalent of a reaction right now. You don't get the sense that she's about to attack, but there is something happening. So, Starting with Anon, then Alera, then Zaris, giving you enough time to go through one reaction each. I will um, lob over the bed. So that it's in between me and her. Okay, I'll say that, that that's, that's all the time that you've got. Can I drop my duck? You can drop DD if you want to, yes. Behind the bed. Okay. Save DD! Ilera. <laughs> I want to try and block her in. Uh, or try and hold on to her if I can. So I can oh. dive towards her. Make an athletics check. Ah, shit. Uh, that's really helping fucking athletics. Uh, ah, okay. Let's make a roll. Oh well. No, no plus modifier, but I rolled a twenty. You rolled a crit. Yeah. Okay. You are dang. I'm, I'm slightly scared. You are dangling, holding on to the back portion of Lucinda Kroll, Lucinda Grohl's shirt, suspended. 10 feet in the air. Your feet God. your feet dangling and kicking as you and her are floating 10 feet in the air. You are your arms are outstretched upwards, which to give a perspective means that she is roughly 15 foot up in the air. You are holding can on to her. Can I make a comment at this point, DM? Can I make a comment at this point? You can comment, but you only have about a fraction of a second left. You're fucking not going anywhere. Oh, she stopped when she got to that height. Zaris, your reaction. She hasn't attacked me or anything, right? Nope. As a DM, define how much time exactly do I have? Six seconds. So that's a full turn. Yeah, reaction. I'm... Okay. I want to start off 
within that six seconds by rolling an arcana check okay. to see what to see what she's doing. And dependent on what she is doing with the arcana check will define what I do from there. Uh, 18. Okay. It's the same magical energy that was coming out of the locket. Oh, it's evil. Okay. Um. Okay, I'll say that that took you three out of your six seconds. That's fine. Uh, all I need is... I need something that's instantaneous. Basically, um, uh, do you have anything that's instantaneous? Yeah, I, I have uh, several cantrips that are yeah, instantaneous. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's going to be effective. Depends on what you're trying to do, because this shit's going to be biblical. In fact, I, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. I've got, I've okay. got, two, I've got yeah. two outcomes. I have two outcomes, and uh, you know what? We're going to let Alara decide. Oh, don't give me choices. No. I love I love giving you choices, Alara, because you always embrace the agent of chaos. So number one or number two? Oh, you want to pick a number one or a number two? Yes. Ah, any meeny many moo, catch a tiger by the toe. If it's good as let it go. Choose number one. Okay. Zarus, complete your reaction. Uh I'm gonna do frostbite. You you need to roll a con save. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to uh, give you a middle finger and give you disadvantage. Okay. Disadvantage, that's a 17. Uh, you do pass. Okay. So, uh... Speed is reduced by half? No. No? Nothing happens. Okay. That's good, because there wasn't anything else that was going to happen... Of what you're thinking. So, the three of you, and I say the three of you because Elara's dangling from the back of Lucinda Girl's shirt, which is absolutely fucking hilarious. The three la, of you. La, 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 as you, uh. Actually, what's. Uh, yeah, Vieris, what's he doing at this point? He is going to duck and cover behind the crates over here. Sort of following Anon's lead, but not going in the same direction. The three of you watch as Lucinda Girl's body, her arms begin to arc backwards, creating almost like this. It's like when you it's like when you stretch and you stretch your arms and you try to like crack your shoulder blades. That sort of shape. Her neck arches back, and you see this bright green light resonate out of her mouth and her eyes and it's not quite blinding but it's a very strong light a couple of seconds go by and you see that the body's beginning to twitch and Zaris and Alara I'll say that you're the only two that are close enough to hear it you hear the sound of cracking it's almost like cracking your knuckles. As the body twists and turns and snaps from one side to the other in movement, the cracks seem to intensify. 
until you watch as Lucinda Grohl folds backwards in half. And you hear this gut-wrenching and it's the unmistakable sound of a spinal cord snapping. The body goes limp. Uh, Ilera, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage for me. What one's that again, DN? Dexterity saving throw, so it'll be at the top of your page. Uh, I don't actually have your character sheet pulled up. Uh, I don't have any of your character sheets pulled up. Initiative, speed, armor class, urgency, dexterity, okay. Uh, a, I, what would my uh, disadvantage be for that, though? Just roll a d20 twice and take the lower of the numbers. Okay, so that's number five. one. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. You pass, but just. And I mean just. The body goes limp and you, f you feel yourself falling to the ground. You hit the ground and then you feel the full weight of Lucinda Grohl's body landing on your chest. You're going to take... Hold on. You're going to take four points of bludgeoning damage from the fall and from this the, the dead weight of Lucinda Grohl landing on top of you. You feel... What just happened? You feel the, the air being expelled from your lungs as you are completely winded, your head slamming back on the, the, the dusty earth beneath you. Zyrus and Anon, you both look from a position of cover and a position of what you think is relative, relative safety. You watch Elera struggle to get out from underneath the, the, the now lifeless body of Lucinda Grohl. What do you guys do? We are supposed to have her alive, right? You will hear me crack my neck. And you will see me get very fucking excited. And you will hear me say, I need to blow off some fucking steam anyway. And you will watch as I shoot off an Eldritch Blast. Where? At her. Okay. I'm still here. Zaris, if you want to help, that would be nice. I can direct Eldritch Blast so it won't hit you. Lara's underneath the body. I'll tell you what, guys. She's heavier than she feckin' looks. So Alara is underneath the body. Yeah, the body landed on top of Alara. Unless you give Alara enough time to get out, then okay. you're, you're gonna be okay. Gonna be okay. All right. All right. So then, what I'm gonna do then, 
bo uh, bonus action, snap my fingers, summon my weapon, walk over to where, wherever, where's she at? I like, give me something she to, is... give me Blair. something to hit. Give you something to hit? Just anything? Like, like give me a token to hit, to aim at something. You wanted to take your frustrations out on Vieras. Why the fuck not go for him? Like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> that'll work. Put Vieras there Jesus so I can. Jesus Christ! Fuck it. Okay, so I'm going to go in and uh, take a charge and swing at at like a side angle to knock uh, her off of Alara and basically pushing her off and dealing damage at the same time. Okay. You do realize uh, I was meaning that you could attack Vieris instead of the body of Lucinda Girl, right? Since that is what you wanted to do. Um, no, I'm... I don't care about Vieras. I'm I'm attacking okay. Lucinda Grohl to get Lucinda Grohl off of okay. Alara. Okay. Okay. I just needed uh, like a representation to okay. say there's something there for me to hit. You know. <laughs> All right. So Lucinda, I'm attacking Lucinda Grohl to get Lucinda Grohl off of Alara, and I'm spending a charge off of my staff to do so to do a little bit of extra damage. Uh. Dirty twenty. Yeah, that'll hit. That's so not a massive, uh, not a massively high DC. I'll admit, I'm not gonna make a dead body very hard to hit. So there's that plus this. Okay, so the bludgeoning damage is not very high two points of damage and the cold damage is uh, 14 so okay. 14 16 points of damage i will total. say that with that amount of damage you watch as lucinda Grohl's left arm freezes entirely and the bludgeoning damage from the the impact of your staff causes it to snap off and fly several feet to the right hand side does she get get knocked off of Alara though? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She rolls over uh, on from she rolls over from on her back to on her stomach, which gives her enough room for Alara to get up. Okay, so Alara, if if you were prone because of her being on top, you should only have to use half your speed instead of yeah. your full movement now. Yeah. Okay, I'll roll my speed. At this point, you watch as the Shilla makes her way back down towards the area that you are all situated in and just looks at the situation and goes, Huh. Don't you see now, that's... That's not exactly what we agreed on now, is it? I'm gonna yell back, she's undead! Oh. Wow. Okay, that complicates things a little bit. She looks at the, the two members of her crew that are very much in hiding and just says, Wait, wh why, why, why do I fucking hire you? Can you 
can you can you at least care to explain what exactly went down here? The uh, the heavily bearded guy to your right, Zaris, just looks at the chill and goes, "Yeah, he spoke to somebody. He got possessed for like I don't know a couple minutes. She rose into the air and then boom, her back snapped like a fucking crisp." <laughs> Zappity zap magic shit. It <laughs> goes to boom. <laughs> she looks at she looks at the guy that's on Lara's right hand side and just goes, "Can you provide any more fucking detail than this imbecile before I kill the both of you?" Zappity zap, zappity zap, everything goes to shit. Boom. <laughs> the guy, the, the, the guy looks at the chill and just goes, "I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you, Captain. I mean." Uh, blue guy here, he, he his eyes rolled back inside his head twice. He he broke some kind of amulet. They started asking questions. There was a big green flash coming out of the blue guy. Then she rose into the air, folded like a fucking piece of paper, fell down on this motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I I ain't I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. That's that's you know. Honest truth. You see, Dashella places a hand on either side of her temples and begins to slowly rub them in a circle and just goes, Okay. Somebody wants to find out whether or not she has my fucking paperwork. You, I'm you, on it. <laughs> no, 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 not you. You stay there. She turns to the second member of her crew that spoke and goes, You do it. You see the guy rush over to Lucinda, uh, Lucinda's body and begin rifling through the pockets. Wait, is she dead? Yeah, she's dead. Oh, I thought she was still moving. All, all I heard you say was that her arm was no, off. No, so... Ah, yeah, you, like, with your cold uh, damage, you caused the arm to freeze oh. and become solid. And then you oh, fucking oh. knocked it off with the bludgeoning damage. Oh, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm over here still like wanting to beat the shit out of no. her. Goddamn! No, she was dead when she hit the ground, Zaris. <laughs> like, I'm over here thinking like she's still. I moving. think she'd have been dead when I don't know her spine got fucking folded backwards. <laughs> I'm over here thinking she's still yes. twitching and moving and nah, shit like a fucking zombie. Nah, nah. So. You see, it takes the guy a couple of minutes, and Dashella's stood there tapping her foot and just looking very pissed off at this point. You see him rip his hand from the inside of uh, Lucinda Girl's bag and go, I find it, 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 here, here. You see him hand uh, Dashella a stack, probably about an inch thick of paperwork, uh, and like parchment and uh, different documents. She takes a minute to thumb through it really quickly and goes, yeah, that'll do it. Looks like we're back in business, boys. Looks like we are making moves into Armdale. She looks at the three of you and goes, Well, since there's not really much else you can do with her body, and bodies tend to be a rather severe inconvenience at the best of times, as they tend to give away one's presence and one's activity, I trust that you won't have any misguided feelings about us disposing of her. Will you? Nope. No. We're gonna need her head. Yeah, yeah we'd well, like her head. Yeah, at least that. Matter of fact, 
and then I'm gonna do it myself. Oh god. Oh god. Zaris, Zaris, do you not think maybe you've had I don't know enough? Nope. Fun? Nope. Not fucking enough. After what I've just been through today, I I need a lot more fucking bloodshed. At least give myself or Anon a chance to decapitate her. Come on, we're fucking bored as tits over here. Well, you've got her arms, her legs. Okay. You've got a couple of organs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Dashilla makes her way closer to you. I say that she's now roughly just shy of where Viaris's token is. She looks at the three of you and just goes, Well, if there isn't any more reason for you to be here in Darktoe, then I would suggest that the three of you make your exit before things get bloody. I don't know whether or not you can call yourselves still contractually obligated to being in the service of the king, since if the kings were here to give you Grohl, then... You've gotten what you came for. I'm sure Vieris can come up with some sort of explanation as to why you are no longer within the city confines. I will do this for you, though. Word has it that Grohl worked for an official out of Amdale. Do with that information what you will. Just don't come back to Dark So. Uh, sounds good to me. What about you, Vieris? What the fuck are you doing? You see, Vieris is absolutely bricking it at this point. He is shaking like a fucking chihuahua that's been holding in his shit for the last week. And he's just like, I, I, I'll, I'll come up with something. I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll make the kings believe that something happened to you. I, I, I don't know. I'll, fi I'll figure it the fuck out. And he looks at Dashilla and just goes, I, I never want to see you again. No, no, no offense. I don't want to ever be in the same room as you or the same space as you. I, I, our business is done. You, you and I, if, if, if I see you anytime between now and the day I die, it'll be too fucking soon. She just chuckles and goes, oh, my dear Vieris, if I ever see you again, it will be because I am the one that's going to kill you. If the kings don't do it before I do. Good luck with them, by the way. She looks to the three of you and goes, So what will you do? Will you stay and witness the unfolding of events here in Darktoe? Or are you going to take your chance and you're going to exit the city before things do indeed heat up? I mean, a bit of carnage to watch wouldn't go amiss. Zarus? I honestly don't know what to fucking do, because the whole reason we're here is lying two feet in front of me. <laughs> Anon. I pick up my duck. Dee Dee quacks uh, rather chirpedly and nestles his rather round and, if not slightly nervous, uh, overall, happy to see you, little body in the crook of your arm, before looking up at you and sort of giving you a, an expression of, you protect me. I like that. So, I'm going to look to Alara, 
and I'm going to say to Alara, so I didn't have enough time to explain everything that just happened, but I'm going to ask you a very important question due to the fact that everything that we came here to do has basically just went to shit. And now I have no idea as to what to do here in Dark Toe. If it were up to me, I would personally... Sorry, so if it were up to me, I would leave Dark Toe to go searching for these fuckers that just insulted my Patreon and go kill every last one of them fuckers and figure out what to do with them. But, oh, I, oh, but <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. So I have an idea, Zaris. OK, that's why I'm asking you what <laughs> I'm I'm going I'm going to let you choose this time. Where do you want to go? Oh, well, I like to... Wait, is the... What's-her-face still... Sort of within your shot? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can't tell until we're out of the fucking cave, then. Oh. I have... Still there. <laughs> I have an idea of what we can do next. You know, okay. I need to pick up uh, some supplies and uh collect the bounty okay so, to go. i tell you what you choose where we go this time and then next time we'll let anon choose Ooh, where to go well first of all let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> i attested that you see, get me a, yeah, let's go. You see, I could do with a fucking walk and some air and a fucking drink. You see, the shell a chuckle and sort of extend her hands uh, past her and sort of like a gesture of, "You are free to leave." Good, and we're taking that bitch's head. Point at Lucinda. Uh, you're you're gonna. I'll pick up the head, and you're going to see. Where I'll take the head and Sub Zero freeze it oh God. to make it last. Cyrus, 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 let's do this the old-fashioned way, and I'm gonna take out my cleaver that we got from the fucking mystical island, hand it to Cyrus, and go cut it. Old-fashioned way. He's already I'm severed the cleaver. head. He's already I've severed already, the head. Oh, I've already. I'm making it last. I'm making it last longer. I'm preserving it. Mm -hmm. Oh right, right. Okay, mm -hmm. I thought you were to cut it. Fuck. No, he's already done that. Then. I'll just look at the stump. No, I'm making it last longer. Jesus, like I, I, I want to be. I was trying to be clean about it. Like Jesus, like I'm not that much of an animal. Fuck. I mean, I am a fucking animal, and the stuff that you've been doing over the past couple of, uh, I'd say, week now, um, you're basically in the same fucking league as fucking bad as I am. So okay, okay, I'll say that. If you guys are done here, you begin to pick yourselves up, dust yourself off, and make your way past the Shilla and the members of her crew that are sort of standing guard around her. Vieira stands up and begins to make his way along with you. He gets just in front of the Shilla before she places a hand on his chest and just goes, Oh, no, 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 sweetie. 
You're not going anywhere. We still have business to attend to. We need to confirm the validity of your intel. Can't go attacking the kings without knowing what we're walking into now, can we? Sit the fuck down. Whoa. Really? Whoa. I think you'll remember that our good buddy uh, Zaris here is going to need contacted if the, if the intel is false. Oh, don't worry. You well, mind if we pop in here? Don't worry. We have ways of contacting those outside of physical means. She looks to you, Zaris, and goes, I'll keep you updated. You can always come back and uh, reap the rewards or the failures of Vieris's misdudes and misdoings here if he deserves them. But for now, he needs to talk with me. I'm okay with that. But seeing as how is uh, technically, well, no. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Uh, okay. No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, will, that's fine. I will say that with that, you begin to make your way out of the, the cave system overall. And as you emerge from the mouth of the cave back into open air civilization, you find that it is now very early evening. The sky has clouded over. It's beginning to darken. The sun is beginning to set. There's a guard on either side of the cave, and they just sort of shoot you a glance as you walk out. And uh, they, they don't say anything, they don't try and get in your way, they don't even try to, like, call you out or anything like that. They just, they acknowledge that you are exiting. And, and what are the ones that were under the boulders? They're, they're no longer there. The, 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 pile of, the piles of rubble have been disturbed in such a way that it looks as though the bodies that were there have been dug out but you have no knowledge of where the the two sentries that you pretty much buried alive are so i will say that we will end this session with the three of you walking off back into the woods away from the cave having survived your interrogation with Lucinda Grohl and Zaris's encounter with a being of unknown identity, origin, or species, and basically coming to the point where he now is on a quest to hunt down what he believes to be a god. <laughs> I'm have, going to I bend have, that god over and make him call so, me daddy. It's so Funny. Jesus is coming, Luke. Busy. It is so funny because he didn't get any confirmation as to whether he was a god or not. You know oh, this. I... You have a feeling that this is a be a being of incredible power. You have you you get that, but I you, I don't you... <laughs> care if it's a god. I don't care if it's Gandalf the Gray. I hey, am going hey, to hey, make that hey. bitch. Bend the fuck over and Dude, call me daddy. Never take our lord's name in vain like that again, Zyrus. Fuck alone. You leave Gandalf. He died for our sins, okay? You can bend your bitch oh, over. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> that is where we're going to end tonight's session. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us again on another episode of Duckies and Dargons. Just a very brief reminder that next week, October 22nd, there will not be a upload because we are recording the Halloween special the night before. Yes, we're going about it in a roundabout way, but we are doing it on that day because I am not 100% sure what the schedule is for the week after. So, you guys have a break from the four of us unfolding nothing but absolute chaos and shenanigans out here in Vardor. We Can I just you... ask a question at the DM before he closes up? Oh, of course, of course. Now, question mark? Yeah, <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Don't you worry. You'll get it. You will get Ooh. it. You will get it. Ladies and gentlemen, to, find, alert. to find out what Ilara is referring to, you will have to wait a sad total of two weeks before you get that information. But we love you very much. Thank you so much for sticking with us. This was a great, great session. And I just, I want to emphasize something real quick before we sign off. It's an absolute fucking pleasure creating this campaign, creating this podcast, and sharing what if not derivative in some ways is original content torn straight out of my chaotic and mangled brain but thank you so much to the people who have stuck with us for this campaign so far thank you to only crits for sponsoring this campaign you guys you are absolutely amazing detail, man. you forgot a detail huh you forgot one good detail which i don't think you said and um, since maybe session zero I believe when you were writing this campaign, you were you kept mentioning us going, I was like, oh, I'm on this chapter, I can't wait for you to do this and this yeah. and maybe this, but I can't tell you what it is, but I'm so bloody excited. And yeah. you had us fucking excited for what you told us. Yeah. Of, of the, you just gave us blanks, but we were excited for those blanks. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know. I have got so many moments in this campaign that I, honestly, God, I wish I could hit the fast forward button and get to right now. But, can't do that because it's not physically possible. So, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking out for this really long episode of Duckies and Darkins. Next week could potentially be a lot fucking longer, so grab a snack when it comes to it, and uh, you guys are just going to have to wait and see, because I'm throwing some fucking hardcore shit at these players. We love you. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. But above all else, roll for fucking initiative, motherfuckers. We'll see you next time.